that because you got me sprung with your tongue ring. I am K Nasty, and I'm here today with Daniel. How's it going, everyone? All right, Aunt Kelly. Hi. Yeah, say some more. Um, I'm so happy to be. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) We're here today. This is the very first episode of the Fierce Nipple Pierce podcast. A podcast all about the craziest best band of all time, Crazy Town. Can I just say that I'm not really on board with the name of the podcast? Overruled. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to have to take that up with Crazy Town, Kelly. I've been listening to Crazy Town for most of my life. That's a long time for uh, those of you who don't know, but that's okay. Kelly and Daniel, uh, I think that they have both together... Heard roughly the same number of songs as, I don't know, the resin identification code used in recycling to identify the polyurethane terephenaphthalate particles? Did she just swear at us? What's going on here? This week, the first week of a real podcast, we listen to the 2000 masterpiece, Butterfly. There you go. Gotta bring her back. Yeah, bring her back. Right yeah you were like, oh, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Alright everybody, yeah, that's right, K-Nasty here, and uh, uh, well, welcome again, this is the very first episode of the Fierce Nipple Pierce Podcast, Crazy Town Podcast, your favoriteest, craziest, Crazy Town Podcast, we're coming to you live from a garage in Portland. All right, here, Daniel, Kelly, I'm very interested. You guys have been spending all week here listening to Crazy Town. You know, what, oh, how's the week been? I do have to confess that this is not the first time I've heard this song. Uh, It was certainly a part of my... It's not! 2001? It was on the radio everywhere. It was inescapable. I would say oppressively present uh, in the zeitgeist of 2001. So my week with it was, was a mix of nostalgia, but also... Discomfort. It's not, uh, I mean, well, you know what? I just can't wait for you to enlighten us as to why I should care more about Crazy Town. Because at the moment... Yeah, I'm yeah, that's a say- natural feeling to have. <laughs> Daniel, uh, what, do you, what do you think? Do you share my feelings? I, I couldn't share it harder. Yeah, I... <laughs> what do you want to elaborate on that, please? Uh, I would love to. I would love to, Kay. Um, you know, listening to the song has been rough. It's something I haven't thought about since probably 2000. I was 13 in 2000. Yeah, so. that was its prime. <laughs> I thought that was you wheezing. It is. It was. Oh, that was. Yeah, that was. Oh, that was a child. Was... Can't even do it. I'm glad. I, I really I hope it picks up. I really hope it picks up. Hold it together, Kane Asty. But unlike Kelly, I never owned the album. Uh, oh, I did. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So you actually owned the deepest. Oh, you never got to see that picture in your CD collection. It's too bad. No, no. And if I did, it would have been part of a big stack of CDs, so I wouldn't have saw it that often. But um, fair enough. Yeah. No, this song was weird to, to look back on. It was definitely a part of like MTV culture too, which was strange. And yeah, I'm excited to like watch the video again. It's it definitely yeah. been uh, what year is it? 2021. I believe um, so. 21 years since I thought about this song. That's pretty pretty much what I can say for sure. A perfect time to come and revisit it. Perfect time to come and revisit it. The twenty first anniversary is always the one we want to come back to. <laughs> That's Never the number. The of people well, I'm really glad to hear that you guys really like the song. Yeah, that is that was the takeaway. Yeah, I'm glad that you gleaned that. Yeah, <laughs> try and hold it together. You're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> 
I'm literally the world's biggest Crazy Town fan. Oh yeah, I, I guess I'm curious. Um, this this being probably their biggest song, most well known song for it, sure. It, it is indeed. Are you just sick of hearing it? Like, is it just? Oh no, never, man. I I, I think like that riff is so sick. I I mean, I can just get down. I recited every word the other night at a party in front of my friends, and they were so impressed. Wow, sounds like a great party. On this podcast, we're going to talk about all sorts of things, Crazy Town. <laughs> Do you know anything about this song, specifically? Uh, this song, Butterfly? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, this song. So this song, it was first released on The Gift of the Game, right? That's the album everybody knows of the hot girl and the lollipop on the cover. That album was released November 9th, the year 2000. This song, Butterfly, was released as a single on February 20th, the year 2001. This song was so good, it topped the box office charts. That's not in my notes, but I fucking know it did. It became number one on Billboard box office records, baby. Box office is for movies. You may not have known this, but this song, it was so cool. This song was so cool that Mr. Shifty Shellshock was sitting there one day listening to a Red Hot Chili Pepper song, and he was like, oh, damn, this riff would make a sick song. And he is that cool. That he took that riff and turned it into Butterfly. Yes, that's goddamn right. This riff is from a Chili Pepper song. Wow. What's yeah. That? Which Chili Pepper song? What song? Oh, uh, it's called a Pretty Little Ditty. Yeah, that's right. Mother's Milk. You know, Kedis, Smith, Shanty, Flea, all those guys. They're all credited as being actual songwriters on the, on the Crazy Town song. Because it is actually written by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. But I love Crazy Town. You're the best band. Just as I know my own name is K-Nasty, I sure do know I love Grace Town. That's goddamn right, Kelly. It's like you were K-Nasty yourself. <laughs> I could be. I guess I could be. You, you totally could be. Oh, K-Nasty, two, three, four, five. Well, get this on there. Single. There's tons of variations of this song. There's not only the album version, but there's also the album version, the extreme remix version, the epic remix version. The Jazz Jim remix, and then there's the instrumental version, which, as you can imagine, just sounds a lot like the Red Hot Chili Pepper song, because it is literally just a riff without the hip-hop verses over it. But I love Crazy Town. I love this as a through line. Uh, the song that we all listened to was uh, uh, the original album song. That song was remastered in 2011. I think they should have just left gold be gold, man. Yeah, leave gold left it alone, yeah. yeah. leave it alone. Yeah, what do you guys think? Oh, yeah, I got, I mean, the original is, is a classic by comparison. It's just a terrible mix. I don't know why you did that. It was a hot 100 peak number one, 23 weeks running. That's right, Damn. Butterfly. That's a lot of weeks, you guys. Wow. Yeah, Daniel, what's up with this billboard? You tell me about this billboard. Big nerd. Yeah, big fucking egghead. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, uh, Crazy Town. Crazy Town's Butterfly was number one for two weeks in 2001. Did you guys know? I did not know. We were living in the age, with all due respect, we're still in the age of Crazy Town. But we were especially in the age of Crazy Town back then because they were number one on Billboard. Two weeks March 23rd, March 29th, 2001. 20th anniversary! 20th anniversary, accidental 20th anniversary. The album did come out in 2000. did come out in 2000, so yes. But the single came out in 2001. That's right, 20 years ago today. And this week's episode is, sorry, different. different You're my butterfly, sugar, baby! That's right. Kay Nassie, you would love to know what it took down this week. This week, it took down Shaggy's Angel, which was... Oh, no. 
which was a previous that went down to number three uh butterfly was number one number two was uh somebody you might know because of your last name uh janet jackson's all for you was number two miss jackson yeah we've never actually met even though we're like second third fourth fifth removed ten times cousins yeah but uh i i didn't get to know her I really hope you guys do get to meet. Uh, Destiny's Child Survivor is still on the charts. But um, Crazy Town beats it to the ground. That's right. They were number four. Crazy Town was number one, which means Crazy Town was higher. Yeah. The rest of the top ten remains unchanged. This is from Billboard. Uh, with the exception of Joe's stutter featuring Mystical. I kind of vaguely would recall that. Talk to me. Tell me where you were. The Hot 100's big highest debut uh, was Jennifer Lopez's play, which came in at number 76. She was in a play? <laughs> and other notable debuts include Genuine's There It Is at 82, Gary Allen's Right Where I Need to Be at 83, Bare Naked Ladies, Too Little Too Late, 86, and Tyrese's I Like Them Girls at 87. Wow. So, and damn, that's a lot of useless information. Those are right, other singles. These oh, are songs. Damn, okay. Uh, major gain this week from the, Foo, from the Fuji's-inspired City High. Oh, the yeah. fastest growing track at retail was What Would You Do? From what number 84 to... What would you do at home? Grind all alone on the bedroom floor me. And the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money and his daddy's gone. So we're smoking rock now I ain't got a lockdown. I ain't got a job now. So for you, this is just a good time. But for me, this is what I call life. I'm sorry. Hot damn. 84 to number 38, City High. Legends. That was hot. That was hot. That was hot. That's kind of the end. There's, there's, there's a lot of other ones uh, come up, make a debut. Trick Daddy's Thugs Among Us. Okay. Uh, John B's Pleasures Like You. Uh, Blackgrounds Exit Wounds. I don't know what these are. Incubus's Drive. Oh, oh, hell yeah! That's quote, that's unquote, a hot song cruise too. Cruise Control. Um, it's a six number one at the Billboard Modern Rock charts. Now I know it's a touchy subject between rock and rap, and. I know Crazy Town considers themselves a rap group. So yes, hip-hop specifically. Hip-hop specifically. Specifically. So we're not going to tread on this toes, but I just want to say rock and roll is, is a genre out there in the world. Yeah, that, must... that just because Crazy Town just had a really hard time writing their own music. You know, otherwise they would have been a great rock band. Don't get me wrong. I love this band. They are a phenomenal band, but... Reevaluated these songs, and I'm curious to know what you guys think about these lists. So, Billboard, who we just talked about, they did a one-hit wonders, of, and I'm going to go through the top ten and see if we remember these or feel anything about them. Uh, number ten was Dream, He Loves You Not. Don't nope. know. Bo hey, Bryce, nothing. Inside Your Heaven. 
Nope. I got, I got to hear them catch. Blue, blue Cantrells, hit them up style. Oops. Uh, Gnarls Barkley, crazy. We've all heard that. Uh, James Blunt, you're beautiful, number six. Oh, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. So that one, yeah, that's, that's a book. It's true. D4L's Laffy Taffy. Oh, Laffy Taffy. Oh, Laffy Taffy. Yeah. that's why I'm hot. Is that yeah. a, this is why I'm hot? Is that a thing? This is why I'm hot. Because I'm why fly. I'm hot. You'll ink because you're not. This is why. This is why. This is why I'm hot. Is that it? Crazy Town number three. Butterfly. Oh my God. You're my butterfly. Sugar, baby. I don't know that one. Terror Squad, Lean Back, number two. Oh yeah. Lean Back. And number one. With my mind and my money and my money and my mind. No. Nope. Daniel Powder's <laughs> Bad Day. So you had a bad day. Oh no. Man, I, I'm surprised the... Uh, Still your sunshine shit wasn't on there. That's 90s. Oh, I forget. We're in the 2000s now. Yeah. You should be offended that Crazy Town's considered a one-hit wonder. A one-hit wonder? Excuse yeah. me. They have other phenomenal songs such as... Hold on. I'm checking my notes. <laughs> VH1 also did a most awesomely uh, bad songs ever, but just pretend that the word bad is covered with the word good. Yeah, yeah. Because bad is good in opposite world and Crazy Town is crazy. So it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, crazy Town's Butterfly is number 34 of VH1's awesomely bad songs of all time. Oh, well, that seems a little too low or a little too high, depending on how you're looking at it. What's number one? Uh, well, I'll do the top 10 again because this is pretty funny. Top 10, Huey Lewis in the News, The Heart of Rock and Roll, number 10. Number nine, Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Top all right. Left. Yep. Shitty song. Uh, Ricky Martin, She Bangs, number eight. Oh, uh, Eddie Murphy, Party All the Time, number seven. Number six, Deep Blue Something, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know that one. Uh, five, Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. Number four, Limp Biscuit. Rolling, 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 rolling. What? <laughs> number three, Wang Chung. Everybody have fun tonight. Of course. Seems like uh, these are all great songs. Well, see, that's, I think that's why the, the moniker Awesomely Bad just awesomely means guilty bad. pleasure. So. Yeah. Guilty pleasure, yeah. Number two, Breaky Breaky Heart, Billy Ray Cyrus. And number one, Starship, We Built This City. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Built this city. Yeah, that, that is an awful song. It's true. It's pretty bad. Well, I am uh, incredibly proud to hear that Crazy Town has made number three, four on that impeccable list. As you know, I am an all-time incredible Crazy Town fan. fan and I'm a fan of the podcast. <laughs> What, what, what do you feel about Crazy Town X, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just uh, Shifty Shellshock going live wire. You know what I mean? It's like he ditched Epic and he went on his own. You know, I'm talking about the guy with the blonde hair. No. <laughs> Uh, are we gonna get it? We're gonna get into that. We'll get into stuff. all of that in future weeks. There's gonna be a lot of future weeks of this podcast. This is an incredible podcast. It's called a. Uh, it's called a. Uh, 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 Fierce Nipple Pierce podcast, and we're gonna have a lot of episodes. So again, not don't love the name. I'm not gonna endorse the before we before we head into. What this beautiful butterfly song is all about, uh, uh, I'm, we're going to hear it from, from me, K-Nasty. I, I, I am uh, a Mr. Shifty Shell Shock potential best bro, you know? Like, we could be so good together. I, I, I get on my knees for that guy, you know, 
if you know what I'm, if you know what I mean. You know, no, no homo, but <laughs> anyway, this is what Mr. Shellshock himself has to say on the butterfly song. Okay, all right, here, quote, I, and I quote. All right, like we were writing songs like lollipop porn, and and there was like no girlfriend, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was in this relationship. I was like, I was in love, and she was asking me like, "What's up with all these lyrics? Is this what you're like?" So you know that made me come up with. Like the concept of like writing a song to her because you know she wanted it. So instead of writing like a, this like male chauvinistic song, I was gonna write something sweet and nice this girl cared about. You're right. Uh, okay, so I was like living with her. And we started bringing home butterflies. Like she had a collection. Uh, I was thinking like, what am I fucking gonna call the stupid song for this? Anyway, I'm lying on the bed looking at the ceiling. There's like this big old butterfly hanging over me. I have the beginning of the hook. That's all I had for a week because you know I listened to the Mother's Milk. And, uh, uh, and I was making a, a left on a Doni off Santa Monica Boulevard. And then for some crazy reason, I was like, oh, my God, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. And that was the beginning of the magic. She did oh, say, you did say quote there, but I think really that was more of a paraphrase. Yeah. Uh, I, I end quote now. <laughs> so uh, what Shellshock said in that full quote, that's what I feel. About this song. So look up. So what do you guys think the song's about? Wait, so you feel like this one time you had a girlfriend? Oh, yeah. She had he, a butterfly he, he summed it up perfectly for me. Okay, I had right, this right. girl. I saw the butterfly over right. me. Yep. It all just came to me all at once. It was like the voices in my head. It was like divine timing. I want to know, Kelly, your opinion. What do you think this butterfly song's about? Well, I mean, I think that it's... Such a sexy, sexy, pretty little thing. Fierce nipple, pierce, you got me sprung with your tongue ring. And I ain't gonna lie, because your loving gets me high. Ah, I forgot the words. Ooh, that was hot. I'm so close. Oh, just to keep you by your side, just, yeah. To keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try. Butterflies in her eyes and her looks to kill. Time has passed and I'm asking, could this be real? Because I can't sleep, I can't hold still. The only thing I really know is she got sex appeal. I can feel. Too much is never enough. You're always there to pick me up when these times get rough. I was lost and I found... Ever since you've been around, something, 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 putting it down. That's kind of how I feel about the song. That's All right. That, yeah. That's how pump me up. <laughs> Daniel, what do you got for me? What do you got for K-Nasty? I think it's important <laughs> for us to examine this song in total. So we have three parts to the song. We have, we have the girl, our butterfly. Not really. Maybe some, you know, metaphorical butterfly, you could say, Kay. Yeah, yeah, she's like in the cocoon and then out of the cocoon. She's like transforming into this hot chick. Yeah, exactly. Transforming, yes. That's deep, that's deep. And then we've got our protagonist, you know, the infallible... Mr. Shifty Shellshock, yeah. And then we have the relationship. So I want to go through the song and just examine what's actually happening here. So as Kelly summed up perfectly, we talk about our our girl. You know, she's so sexy that he has to write it twice. That she's sexy. Sexy, sexy, sexy. sexy, sexy. Two sexies. She has a fierce nipple pierce and a tongue ring. We do know that about her. Yeah, that's her. hot. I like that. She has chicks. butterflies in her eyes. Now, this is one that, of That sounds painful. This is this is a beautiful foreshadowing from Shifty. It's it's unreal. So this is going to be important later. Now, we don't know how this gets transmitted to the protagonist later. If it, He didn't specify if it's sexual, but it could just be, you know, we're living in the age of corona, right? It could be butterflies going from the eyes over to our protagonist later. But right now she has the butterflies. She's She's been told that her sex appeal is the only thing that he knows about her. Uh, and it's causing him to lose sleep, to fidget, to lament. How could this be real? You know, he's losing his mind. Um, we don't have any reason not to believe our protagonist because we would never question Shifty, of course. But when he says that he's lost, it sounds like our our girl has great internal direction. 
because she was able to find him. Sure. Oh, yeah. She so, She's got a good compass in there. Yeah, you know? so it's like, oh, I don't know where to go. And she's like, oh, right here. Here's Trader <laughs> Joe's. You can go in here. <laughs> our protagonist. What, what do we learn about our protagonist? We learn that the dude loves hidden messages that affirm life. You can think of like live, laugh, love. Too rad to be sad. Together is my favorite place yeah, to be. Yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> five o'clock somewhere. Five o'clock somewhere, guys. Cheers uh, to, <laughs> to the first episode of Crazy uh, Fierce Nipple Pierce. Fierce Nipple Pierce podcast. Clinkity clink. They are true to him, so he thinks, so he guesses. Uh, presumably, she is a hidden message. Uh, he implies that he never knew the aforementioned affirmation of life before her. So he's read, which is weird to me because he said that he's he knew he already he already knows her right he already knows so he's already read the hidden message so does she become an, a hidden message again does he have amnesia where you know they like are away from one another for a while and then it's like all i need is a hidden message to tell me what life is well maybe she's well, just an knew. enigmatic figure so she's constantly a mystery like you might think you know her but here comes the next hey. next puzzle see oh my god it just keeps keep being hidden yeah. it's yeah. hidden every time you know it's like an onion I know. And we know that he's having a hard time. He knows because of Live, Laugh, Love that there is a better life out there, but he doesn't have any hidden messages yet. So it's kind of like... Why do the messages got to be hidden? Like, why doesn't he want like a a blatant message? Why can't it just be a a placard that you put above your door? I I would prefer like a a spoken message versus like a hidden one, you know? A song. Cuts out like half the time I got to go spend looking for it. Like, is it in a treasure chest? Is it like on the couch? Where the fuck is the message? But we know he gets lost easy. So, I mean, it could be right there and he just can't find it because he doesn't... He just can't... He's bad at finding stuff. Uh, He has a criminal record, as we know. He's, He's a wild child. He's a bad boy. So we, you know... We're like, oh no, is he good he's enough bad. for he's... our butterfly? And of course, I, I don't want to say he's not because we know he She's is. She's a butterfly. He's a bad boy. Right. Um, he asks what's happening now, uh, later, because he's confused about this, the sun. And he's confused about how clouds work and the sun and the clouds and how that they work. Um, but maybe he's also confused this vision of her in a crowd, but he presumably is still staring at the sun. So I think that he's potentially going blind, which might be part of where the butterflies come from. Because something they were is in her eyes, and despite his condition, he he then says, "You know, dance with me," in the eyes, exactly. But the butterflies that were in her eyes, blinding her, went to his eyes. Went to his eyes. They're both her. blind, dancing blindly in, in each other. The throws a passion of wildness. Absolutely. And doctors would say, "You guys shouldn't be dancing," but he was like, "You got to dance with me." You're, you got butterflies in your eyes. You need to go to the hospital immediately. And then finally, the relationship—they finally kind of come together. So, because of his addiction to be high off of her loving. Um, there, there's nothing that he wouldn't do to entrap, I mean, keep her close, um, because quote, too much is never enough. So this is a clearly love story. I mean, just, uh, uh, it just sounds like drugs and clothes. addiction and passion and, oh, loves the taste of that butterfly. He loves the taste of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He does <laughs> love the taste of it. That's for sure. Uh, smartest choice, uh, was taking a chance on him or whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, Sid and Nancy are very cliche. So th- them being in the song. For me personally, it was pretty tough. Um, he says, sings so sexy, almost evil. I read that as so talentless, almost forgotten. But that might be the <laughs> most apt line of the song. Don't listen to that. Okay, um, I don't mean that. That was just a joke. Uh, butterflies uh, happen to normal people, though, in their stomach. As we know, they were in her eyes. But his, his are in the head. I thought there could also be in your stomach. No one ever mentions that. Well, I know. It, because, again, I don't think that shifty... He wanted to subvert expectations. We all thought they would be in the yeah, stomach. It, he definitely knows that's right. that that's where butterflies Way are. Way more creative are. to be Way in the cre- lungs or to- <laughs> the cuticles. or Cuticles, yes. 
That's where they, yeah. No, that would be horrifying if they just popped out as you were clipping. It'd be horrifying if butterflies were in your eyes, man. I would hate that. I'd rub that shit and cry. Uh, He was in the hospital almost dead uh, from his head, now full of butterflies. So the butterflies have gone inside of his eyes. Um, But notes that the the children's books, uh, they were talking about happy endings. In my head, our our butterfly has shown up and he's reading uh, shifty children's books because that's presumably his reading level. And so he's like, happy endings only happen in these books. And she's like, no, happy endings can really happen in real life. Um, but his head finally gets emptied of butterflies and her love can now infect the empty space that the butterflies have left. There's nothing in there. It's just empty space between his ears. And uh, hence he says, as far as I can see, it doesn't get any better than this. And at the end, thank you, miss. Doth Fedora. Indeed. I mean, that's, wow. the, that's, the, that's the song. That's I mean, the story. It's, it's a medical drama. It's a classic love it. story between a parasite and a host. <laughs> Which they all are. I mean, like, come on. Am I right? It's, I completely agree. I completely agree. To I be, like that I don't know that when you say they all are, you mean the members of Crazy Town are women. <laughs> or a love song. Relationships. Or yeah. love songs. Exactly. I don't, I'm not specific. <laughs> Just relationships, man. <laughs> Was there anything that stood out in any of your favorite lyrics? Kay? Kay Nassie. That's my name. That's your name. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't take it nearly as deep as you did there, bro. That was quite the analysis. Huh. I, 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 when, when he said butterflies in my eyes, I kind of took that, you know, metaphorically, yeah. like uh, some sort of like sparkly thing. But now, now when you pointed out, it totally makes sense that, you know, some really horrific stuff's going on here. It's like visceral. It's gruesome. Uh, like <laughs> animals infecting other animals. They're tearing each other apart here, you know. The empty space that she, like, then comes into, it's like, clearly she embodies him as some sort of weird extraterrestrial host and, uh, and, and uh, sucks out his brain and soul. So, I, I mean, this, all this does is prove that Crazy Town was an even better band than I had ever imagined them to be. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. I'm just going to talk about Crazy Town so much more on this podcast. I cannot wait. Well, but not this episode. Yeah, no, I mean... Who has the time? On future time? episodes? Oh, you guys. You have to rest your voice, I think, at some point. Okay. That's just how she talks. This is just how I talk. I love Crazy Town. I will tell you all day how much I love Crazy Town. Like their other song. Do you like Revolving Door? I yeah, that. Revolving Door. That was a good one. Toxic. How'd that one go, Kelly? Uh, I went, well, ladies come, ladies go up my Revolving Door. <laughs> that's, I don't, yeah! I don't remember the words in that one. <laughs> uh, um, Kay Nasty. Uh, Miss Nasty. Do you think that, perchance, watching the music video would give us any kind of insights into maybe what the song is about? Oh, you know, I, I love Crazy Time, but I've never seen the music video to the song, so I think that's a great idea, Kelly. Let's get on it. I'm shocked by that. I'm shocked by that, too. I'm just plum shocked. Right, Who's got the time, really? We're going to watch the video. I mean, we have time. We will be right back. Whatever tickles you fancy, girls, me and you like Sid and Nancy. So sexy, almost evil, talking about butterflies in my head. I used to think that at the endings were only in the books I read. But you made me feel alive when I was almost dead. You filled that empty space with the love I used to chase. And as far as I can see, it don't get better than this. So butterfly, here is a song, and it's sealed with a kiss. And a thank you, miss. All right, well, uh, we just got back from watching that music video, and I gotta say, it's really held up to the times. It's really quite amazing. It was the best music video I've ever seen. What did you guys think? 
<laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it definitely wasn't my first time seeing it. I remembered pretty much all of it because it kind of just takes place in one area. Yeah. Some magical wooded field, perhaps, with a very heavy distorted filter. Oh, uh, I mean, it's, it's like they wanted you to believe the trippiness of whatever's going on here. Yeah, like, you guys remember that? You know the filter that just turns everything into like a weird crawling lizard creature? It's like the horror bad trip filter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Does that also make your tattoos fly off? Oh, no, that was a really special part about this music video. My personal favorite part was when his uh, stars, his special NorCal stars, just flew off his chest, probably to become butterflies. I thought your favorite would be when he was making out with the girl in the video, who I think is his girlfriend, if I'm not mistaken, from what I remember about. Oh, God, you're such a goddamn nerd, but you're right. (laughs) I think you have to play that off. I got to say, I kind of get it with your, your love. You're definitely just platonic, but maybe over the top. Love of Shifty. I remember him being super ripped, and I was like, God damn, dude's ripped. dude's ripped. He is ripped. He is ripped so hard. He's ripped so hard, his tattoos can't handle it. They fly right off. Or they the set on fire, as we saw in the oh, last minute of the episode. That's, that's, that's epic, 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 as you know. Oh, yeah, shit. You know. Yeah. I, obviously, I know that Epic's tattoos catch on fire, and Shifty Shellshock's tattoos fly off his body. Yes. Right. They come back and yeah. they fly away. Yeah, that's what they do. They do attack th- other MCs, yeah. How do you feel about the people in the band, if I'm allowed to say that, playing a song that they definitely weren't playing. Well, in the music... Like John Vershanti was playing the guitar. Yeah, Vershanti. You're right. From uh, the Chili Peppers. He's not in Crazy Town, unfortunately. No, and uh, whoever they hired to look like they were playing instruments in this music video... <laughs> They did a great job. Yeah, they didn't have it together. <laughs> they did not look like they were actually playing instruments. And I, I bet you they actually weren't. Yeah, well, I mean, that, you know what? To be fair, that's most music, music videos. That's I mean, like, you just kind of mime it. We don't even play music in this band. Why would we <laughs> Why would we fake music play in the band? Why would we <laughs> real music play in the music video? Obviously, we're going to fake, fake, fake play. I love this band, you guys. Okay, let's go to the end. We have to stop this, please. (laughs) Kelly, Daniel, I just can't ask you got to know. Does this song work in 2021? Oh, well, you know, I I have to say, as a fan of of John Frusciante's guitar playing, um, I think musically that that line, it's always stood out to me as a really fun little... Okay, now is that the riff or the song? Because there is a big difference. (laughs) I got to say the riff specifically. And, you know, I, I also have to... To give it to Crazy Town, it's not super offensive. I think if, if Shifty's intention was to write like a non-misogynistic kind of weird love song to his girlfriend, I think he, he succeeded. Nothing was over-the-top offensive. I mean, it, as far as, especially for hip-hop groups who can really get bad, terribly violent against women, I <laughs> Crazy Town might be the least offensive. I don't know. So Wow, you're saying it's a genuinely sweet song. The sweetest song someone like this guy could have written. I will say that's probably very true. That's absolutely beautiful, Kelly. That's beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. My... Whole, and because does it hold up? I don't know. I I think the music from the early 2000s can get dated really fast because they use a lot of effects and stuff. Yeah. But because this was a song made in 89, 
by the Chili Peppers, who are you know a music instrument forward band. I don't know. I don't think it sounds super dated, other than the rap rock. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The hip hop. Yeah. Uh, right. band. That's, be- that's beautiful. <laughs> All right, everybody. The riff holds up. The song does not. Daniel, you got any opinions on this? I do. I I want to shout out our our collective boy Shifty Shell Shock in this. Um, Shifty, keep it shifting. Uh, I enjoy the song. I don't. I I, I take those words back. <laughs> Did I enjoy the song or not? No. I've had I've had enjoyment looking up Crazy Town a little bit. I uh, I was gonna say follow, but that's a lie. I lurked onto Shifty's Instagram. And I think his his life story is very interesting. So I'm excited to do this podcast with you, Kay Nasty, because you, you, I know you're going to shed a lot of life on this, so you can tune out because I know you know all this. But um, you know he's had his his own issues. Like he was arrested for burglary burglary um, back in back in the day, and he was taken to a California institution for men. Um, he was in there um, for also for drugs. He's been busted for drugs as well. So he had a substance abuse problem. He's had some awkward stuff. You know, we talk about the song being like a nice thing, but he was arrested in 2011 for domestic violence. Oh, yeah. Shock. Um, Shell shock. And he was arrested in 2012 for for possession of cocaine and battery. So I think... He was arrested for possession of batteries? (laughs) So I... And he was sentenced to three years of probation. And I think that probation, from what I can see, is like sort of leveled him out. Because he, I think he just passed, as we record this, his fourth, fourth year of sobriety. And that's great. And that's something that will definitely help people that kind of like go off the rails, especially if substance abuse is a problem for him, which he has definitely acknowledged that it is for him. So I think it's weird to watch this part of his life because I'm sure it's a very dark period in a way for him. And it's fun for us because we, well, fun for Kelly and I because we know it's serious for you um, to like, you know, see this and like, this is a great song and it brings a lot of joy to people. And I think that's something that, one hit wonder or not, a lot of bands never get to do. True. So I've had zero hits. I like every time totally. somebody wants to dunk on a one hit wonder, I'm like, that's one more than you. One more than you ever got. So, and for what it's worth, I mean, funny or silly as this is, it's just really, it's just cliche after cliche, but these things are in tons of songs. Oh, totally. Like this whole, the entire thrust of this song is a part of every pop song like this. So uh, it gets its credit and it gets its detraction and y- it will only vary as to how much you like hip hop, rap, rock, rock, whatever. So. I think that its place on the, um, what was it, awesomely bad yeah, list 34th. is well-deserved. Yeah. I, because I think that's a great moniker. It's awesomely bad. Okay. Wow, that, that was a really beautiful uh, summary. Uh, I think you really just like summed up the song in the most beautiful, succinct way. Kelly Daniel, it was really incredible. Uh, everybody, did you know that we are, in fact, a real podcast? That's right. You can find us everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at SOTWpod. Everywhere. Why SOTW? Well, Shellshock owns the world, my friends. That is what we're doing. That is what we are doing here. Uh, you can also give us a dollar at Patreon at SOTW. Uh, again, Shellshock owns the world. Yeah, you can ignore all the other content on there. We are a strictly a crazy town. Thanks for reminding me. Podcast <laughs> called Shellshock owns the world. We've always been called that. Next week, we will talk about Crazy Town episode two. What other songs were there? Stay tuned. <laughs> right. All right, Kelly Daniel. Yes, we also do a playlist every episode, every week on the Crazy Town Podlist. We do a playlist. So uh, today for Crazy Town, Butterfly, our Butterfly podcast consists of Butterfly by Crazy Town, everyone's favorite song. All right, what else we got on here? We got 
Pretty Little Dirty, the remastered version by the Chili Peppers. Yes, that is the original Butterfly. Don't you ever goddamn forget it. We got a Butterfly by Mariah Carey, Butterfly by Grimes, Butterfly <laughs> Fact by Travis Scott, Butterfly by Spot, Butterfly by BTS, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, the remastered 2012 version by The Smashing Pumpkins. We got Love is Like a Butterfly by Dolly Parton. Butterfly, the remastered, re-recorded, remastered, remastered version by motherfucking Crazy Town. That's right. Kenneth, are you okay? It sounds like someone else took over you yeah. there for a second. It sounded like you got possessed. I enjoyed this playlist a lot. It was lot. a lot of fun. Yeah, Mariah Carey was weird and fun. It was very 2000s-y at times. And then like Grimes was not 2000s-y and Travis Scott was not. Yeah, there's a so song was... on a DDR that uh, oh. Butterfly. I, uh, I don't need to. You can listen to the playlist, but that was a lot of fun to, to hear that again. Oh, it's a smile one. The smile one. Yeah. You might have missed it when uh, Kay, Kay was going through all of those. Yes, by smile. Episodes. But by smile, yes. Did you have anything beyond Crazy Town? That was yeah, that one was called Butterfly. Uh, ex- excuse me, anything yeah. else? Uh, yeah, any one of those you, that you, you enjoy particularly? Of, of those songs, well, I really like the song called Butterfly. Mm, Excellent, good. yes. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, so another uh, really important part of this podcast you all love and know well is a. Uh, all, all three of us were real people in the world this week. Kelly, Daniel, gay nasty. So, uh, Daniel, you tell me what uh, kind of recommendations do you have for the lovely fine folk who love Crazy Town this week? Thank you very much for, for asking, gay nasty. Um, I drove out here to Portland to hang out with you, gay nasty, and, and you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. I had fun driving through. Uh, I want to recommend a podcast called You're Wrong About, which I probably have done before, but I just, I've been listening to it nonstop. Uh, trying to get through two years of content. So uh, it's, it kind of debunks 90s, well, not just 90s, but any era, uh, mysteries and things that you m- remember wrong. Uh, I just finished the DC Sniper series. They do an OJ series, Monica Lewinsky, and Nicole Smith, all these. Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding, all these yeah. figures from the past that you're like, what do I know about them? It's usually that capitalism is the problem or domestic violence. Yes. Uh, not to foreshadow what happened earlier. In this episode, um, but I listened to a couple albums uh, that are, that are old. Uh, Wilhelm Scream is one of my favorite bands, and they're re-releasing everything in vinyl. Um, so I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll just go back and listen to Career Suicide 2007, Party Crusher 2013, excellent." Along the way, I re-listened to Frank Ocean and SZA as a mix, and it just and from that, I think it was at that point SZA Radio, um, and it was awesome. So I really love that. And I don't know if you've heard Rainforest, the new no-name single. Oh, no. Yeah. Fucking great. So yeah, no-name can do no wrong, and Rainforest is absolutely great. So I recommend all of that. Obviously, more crazy town in our lives. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I didn't I didn't do a whole lot. I was, I was busy this week. But on the nostalgic crazy town of the same kind of class. No. But of the same period of my life. Uh, I was listening to Kitty because they came out with a documentary in 2017 called Kitty uh, Origins Evolutions, and we watched that, and it was terrible. But it did make me remember, like, I, I had completely forgotten about them as a band, which made me sad, because uh, Spit and Oracle, their first two albums, were incredible. Well, it was really interesting, because I watched it, you know, I watched it with Daniel, and I watched it with my, my girlfriend, Stacia, and, and neither of them have heard of the band before. And I was like, I really thought they were such a bigger thing, because, you know, so it was like, they were really touted as like the only, and they might have well been. I mean, I'm sure there's, like there's the, f- the female, all, all female, all female metal, metal band. band. Yeah. The only one I know yeah. from that era. And like I said, they're, they're, of course, there's little bands all over the place. So you can't really say definitively they were. Right. But I would say like, you know, of the North American, because they're actually from Canada, which I also did not know. Um, yeah. You know, all female metal bands. And they were fucking doing it. And they were 16 yeah. when Spit came out. Yeah. 16. They started as a band when they were 13, 14. 
And it's just incredible. Incredible. So the documentary, not great. What became of them, not great. Not I mean, I definitely fell off after great. Oracle. Um, the, the album that came out after that, uh, no, uh, until the end, I think is what it's, what it's called. Yeah. Uh, not a fan of, and then the subsequent albums. From what I gleaned from the documentary, it probably wouldn't be wouldn't be for me. But yeah, it was it was a trip, and it was really really cool to to kind of revisit those songs a little bit and just re- remember all that, you know, along with remembering Crazy Town and the things get repressed in your head. Yeah. Wow, Cutie, yeah, I love that band. Yeah, man. Yeah, Cutie was really rocking. Yeah, I love that band. Not as much as Crazy Town, but did you do anything else other than Crazy Town? I mean, your life pretty much revolves around. Oh yeah, no. Uh, this week I uh, did a did a little deep dive into a. Uh, I I wanted to see the weirdest weird the Nicholas Cageiest Nicholas Cage movie. So uh, I found a bunch of lists that had them all rated as the cagiest films in a certain order. I took the average highest number and then averaged that number and then organized the films into the average highest number of craziness and watched them in that order. Uh, I started with The Wicker Man. You know that's a fucking weird movie. Uh, and then, uh, I watched, uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Now that's a fucking crazy movie, people. I've never even heard of that. That's a fucking crazy movie. <laughs> it's a, that's a crazy movie. Werner Herzog directed that oh, motherfucking gosh. movie, dude. What? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's Nicolas Cage being on all of the PCP. Nice. Uh, and then, and then, uh. Just the other evening, I watched the the crown jewel of them all, which is the 1989's Vampire's Kiss. What? Never heard of that either. Oh my good god! <laughs> it was an earlier Nicolas Cage movie. It is quote his finest work. It is. I've never seen anything like it in my whole life. Wow. Except for Crazy Town. He uh he he screams a lot. He's a uh, seems like he would be a very abusive person to be around. Uh, a very insane person to be around. I don't think I'd like to be around him, but man, watching him overact on film, it really is incredible. So, uh, if you want to have yourself a real good, horrible, cagey night, Wicker Man, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Angeles, that's the whole fucking title of that fucking movie. <laughs> and then, uh, um, A Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, you're welcome, folks. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to watch that Vampire's Kiss movie. Incredible. Oh my, oh my, oh my God. Enjoy. Anyway. <laughs> But gosh, thank God Kate Assey's back. <laughs> Scared everything. Yeah, how you get close to love? How you eliminate all your sadness when you opening up? How you make excuses for billionaires you broken up with? Sunny niggas around me rolling up and smoking me up. Because, because when rain boys pass, everybody dies in love. Everybody dies in love. And I just want to dance tonight. I just want to dance tonight. If you think you love me, then bury me when the sun... All right, Egghead, how many awesome-ass-ass Crazy Town songs we got left here on this podcast? Well, by my tally, K-Nasty, we have 44 songs Oh, my God. Until they release a new record. Or drop Crazy Town is Back, Megatron, and a new record. Yeah, remastered, remastered, album, remastered version. Holy damn, 44 songs left, man. That's how many days I was overdoing the womb for. (laughs) You know, God tried to stop the birth, but uh, I was like, hell no. I'm born to raise hell. Hey, everybody, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our amazing podcast, SOTW. That's Shell Shock is the master of the motherfucking whatever. <laughs> Have a great night. Bye. Okay, bye, bye. I guess. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I'ma say it every song into the revolution coming, all the feds start running. Fuck a goodwill hunting, this is brand new murder. Revolutionary suicide, the clothes occurred, and you ain't seen death. I can hear the blood on the moon. These niggas put a flag up on it, all they do is consume. Only animal to ravage everything in its path. They turned a natural resource into a bundle of cash. Made the world anti black, then divided the class. Now the rich niggas is rich niggas with showbread, really bitch niggas with big figures. Some cokeheads, these bitches is cokeheads, man. Uh, fuck a billionaire. Yeah. How you get close to love? How you eliminate all your sadness when you open it up? How you make excuses for billionaires? You broke in a bus. I need niggas around me rolling up and smoking it up. Nipple! Fierce! Nipple! <laughs> I love. It's hard. Nipple. It's hard. Fierce. 